Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter, and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional well-being coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you will find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. Lou Fellingham is a songwriter and worship leader and has been in the music industry for the last 20 years. In today's episode, we talk about miracles, bad parenting, touring and dealing with the uncertainty that comes with living life as an artist. It's evident from this episode that miracles can happen. Grab a brew, stay tuned, you're welcome to Eavesdrop. Today on the podcast, I am joined by the beautiful Lou Fellingham, and we are in a gorgeous coffee shop in London. So Lou is from Brighton. Yes. No, she's not from Brighton. Well, I live there. I've lived there for long enough. Yeah. Where are you actually from? I'm not really from anywhere. I've kind of... I was born in Australia, and then I lived in Croydon and Catrum and Red Hill and Crawley Down and Turners Hill, uh, a southern lass, I have to say, but moved around all over the place. Wow. How does it feel to have grown up in different places and stuff? Does it feel cool or is it unsettling or how did you find that? Well, for me personally, I'm quite an extrovert, so I just, I loved it. I think it actually has helped me be who I am now. Mm. It might be that if you're more of an introvert, then it would be harder for you uh, moving around that way. So, you know, some of my sisters, most of us are fairly extrovert, but it might have been more challenging. But I think I moved around the most because I'm the eldest. But yeah, it was good. I liked the experience. I loved getting new bedrooms, doing new things to your walls and and finding. So now I I think I love to travel. And I think part of the reason I love to move about is because of growing up. in In my nature, I begin to get a bit fidgety if I have to stay in one place for too long. That is actually cool. I have lived in the same place my whole life. Have you? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that boring? Well, Nathan, my husband, he's, I'm living in the house he grew up in. Wow. Now that's boring. Well, actually it's a story, but it's good. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story? uh, Sure. I mean, we basically sold our flats four years after we got married because we believed that we needed to buy somewhere bigger we didn't mm-hmm. have the money didn't have any way of providing it but we felt it was right for us to do that that yeah. we had a dream for a house that we could host people look after people and then we ended up renting a home because our my brother and sister-in-law joined us with that dream we were going to buy a big house yeah um, cool but the only way of doing that was through praying for the money. Mm-hmm. And so we prayed for the money. Nothing yeah. happened. Nothing happened. Five years later, we were in a rented accommodation where we shared two bedrooms each and then we shared a kitchen and a lounge, still believing that something was going to happen. And actually, on the day we had to move out of the house, I was actually at one month of having my daughter, Ella. 
So I was sat there very, very pregnant and we had nowhere to go. And we were like, well, God could put the key to a new house through the door any moment now. He did not do that. So <laughs> then it was like, quick, call up some warehouse people that they can see if they can take our stuff storage. And then we're just going to have to see what happens. And then Nate's parents said, do you want to come and live with us for a bit while Ella was born? And so that began the journey of that. And then we ended up living with them for two years. Uh-huh. And then the grace was running out for both of us. It was like, I think we reached our max. Yeah. And then they said, actually we feel we want to part gift you this house and you can wow so they moved out and then my brother and sister-in-law bought the top part of the house and we bought the bottom part of the house and now we have essentially a massive house yeah that was given Given. to us yeah that we can afford um but it was it didn't come in quite the same way that we expected Mm. but still uh the dream in in many respects came true so yeah that is amazing I had to change the lounge straight away it was like I'm not living in your mother's lounge I need to change that and bit by bit we've made it our our own but yeah it's amazing and it's a great space and we host loads of people Mm -hmm. the lounge can handle 50, 100 people with no problem at all wow yeah it's pretty amazing I'm so coming to stay you need to come and stay (laughs) that's the only big that's the biggest part of the house the rest of it is like minute but the lounge can fit a lot of people so you can camp out in fact I have got four sisters yeah. and at Christmas they all stay over with their husbands, partners and children, blah blah blah. Wow. And so at Christmas I have eight children in my bedroom on the floor. What? <laughs> well, one's in the bed actually because we've got a big bed. That's amazing. <laughs> They're not all mine. Yeah. I love that. It's I chaos. love the idea of having a place where you can host a lot yeah. of people. It's just such a blessing, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It's so really, cool. really fun. Yeah. So you talked about like praying for the money and yeah. then it came. Yeah. So you're a Christian you believe in God doing miracles I do have you got any other exciting miraculous stories that you could maybe share with us basically the way I live my life right is Mm -hmm. that I I sing and I've always felt that that's what I should do since I was a little girl I used to sing right from a very young age and then I joined bands and I did choirs and I traveled about doing that sort of thing then I ended up in a band in Brighton which is why I moved to Brighton Mm -hmm. and I was in that band for 20 years I know I don't look old enough don't look old uh, enough no tell me again tell me again you don't look old enough and so part of the journey of the band is like when you live life like that you don't know what your month by month is going to look like Um, so you can you can plan a certain amount because you know you've got gigs that month but then when you don't have gigs that month then what do you do there's a bit in the bible that talks about not being worried about money not being worried about what you're going to wear because uh it says in there like look at the birds they've got nowhere to sleep they've got nowhere to lay their heads and yet i look after them every day and so there are moments in my life where i've gone oh no what am i gonna do you know I've, what, what am i gonna do about this god we're gonna get the bills paid yeah and we had one month where i just had ella second baby yeah We were living with my parent-in-law and we were in need of a bigger car. And at this point, we had no resources to get a car. So you have enough money to live, mm-hmm. but the extra money, like we needed like 20 grand or something, for a car. not really, didn't really have that money. And so I remember walking around, pushing Ella in the buggy, just kind of going, so sometimes when you pray, you can feel like you're giving God a bit of a list. Yeah. Oh, and then there's this. And, oh, and then if you could do something about this. No, oh, if you could just sort this bit out. And I remember... That was one of those days I yeah. felt like I was laying out this massive list and just saying, and if you could help me out on this bit, that'd be really great. And I just threw up this prayer. Oh, and I could read you with a car guard. And you tell me that if I do what you, you've made me to do, that you'll look after me. And so I'm trusting you for that. 
and as I did that, I, that was literally about the amount of the prayer that I gave, right? And then I walked back home, thought nothing of it, and then uh, this guy, two weeks later, called up and he said, oh, I hope you don't mind me asking, he said, but I feel that I'm supposed to give you my car. Would you wow. like it? And he gave us a Ford Galaxy with leather seats, no. videos in the back headrests, and, no. and a child seat. We've so still got that car. We've st- well, we had to exchange it for a different one, but using that car, we then, after a few wow. years, yeah, yeah. changed it for a different one because it was petrol and was really, really expensive. So that is incredible. You know, so stories like that, you know, the moments yeah. where the crunch point hits. Because, you yeah. know, when you're a Christian, it's, it's about faith mm. as well, you know, and sometimes you have to believe even when you can't see something right in front of you yeah and so it's you have moments like that mm. and one of those moments was needing a call yeah I had a moment similar where I was wondering whether to do my counselling qualification or not but yeah. I knew that it was going to cost I think it was one and a half thousand pounds to do the next level so I'd paid for the first level myself and like just tried it out and seen if it was something that I actually wanted next level £1,500 and I was like oh yeah god I would love to do it but I don't have that money and at the time I just had my son and finances were a little bit tight and it just wasn't it didn't have a, a grand and a half at my disposal I prayed about it and then I can't remember how long later it was maybe a week or so later a check came through the post for one and a half grand. Amazing. Yeah. I had another story coming back from Amazing. Africa. I went to Africa for six months. And like I said, we've been in the band for 20 years. And then we just needed a break from the kind of cycle because it's easy to just stay on the same kind of routine. And sometimes you need to step back and go, is this what I'm still supposed to be doing? Yeah, reevaluate. Um, yeah, which is good for everybody, I think. And then this other guy came to us and he said, would you like to come out to Africa for six months and work with this group of people? And we said, yeah, sure, we'd love to because it was an opportunity. Took the kids out of school, went and lived there for six months. Wow. It was really That is so cool. Yeah. And we weren't sure if we were going to come back. It was like, right, let's just let's just see what happens. We're Where about everything. Africa did you go? Joburg. Mm. Um, yeah, it's lovely. And, um, you know, my kids did ballet and swimming lessons and I homeschooled, which was probably the worst thing in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, it was just, it was a great experience. But then it was like, shall we stay, shall we stay? And then it came to the point of, no, we're going to go home. But because when you are self-employed, you have to put things in the diary in advance yeah and we had nothing in the diary but we had to come home and so it was like may time and we were deciding no we're going to go home in september but we got a house so we had some people renting it but they were going to be out so how are we going to pay the mortgage this month i don't actually know and then this guy randomly i don't know him at all emailed and he said oh, you did a concert in december and it really touched me it was a difficult time for me and your concert really helped me you really blessed me and i'd really like to do that back for you would you mind if I sent you some money so at this right. point you know if, if someone's going to say I'll send you some money you're not going to say no are you so we said um, sure thanks so much you know and he's like can you send us your bank details and so we did um, I don't know if that was a wise thing or not but we did <laughs> no that's okay and I think it's okay <laughs> yeah. and sometimes people are really kind and they might give you like 50 quid or something mm-hmm. my expectations were low and this guy basically put two and a half grand <gasps> in our bank account which was basically what we needed to cover our costs <laughs> going back in September. Wow. Amazing. 
amazing? Oh, Isn't that amazing? It's so good. It's so cool. So, so, so good. Yeah, and it's not like, oh, um, you pray to God and then God throws money down from the sky. It's not <laughs> yeah. about that. It's no. actually about living a life that you feel you're supposed to do and who you're made to be. And so when you hit these crunch points, you know, God says not to worry about the stuff that other people worry about because sometimes we can get caught up, can't we? Yep. How are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to get clothes? You know, all that sort of thing. And, and yep. it does matter. Those yep. things are real. Yep. It's not like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Well, it does matter. Mm. You do have to pay those things. Mm. And you don't just kind of pray and just expect God always answers everything the way you want him to. Mm. But I think because it's, there's a bit in the Bible that tells you not to worry about it, yep. it actually means that you can believe him for those moments. And yep. I'm, not, I'm not kind of expecting it on tap. It's not like I turn on a tap and money comes Right, God, I want money now. I yeah, need it. It's no. not that. No. But because he loves me, mm. and actually I believe that I'm doing what he's called me to do, mm. what I'm made to do, and I'm taking steps of faith and certain risks in life, I suppose. Yeah. He's just really kind. Yeah. And sometimes I, I totally that. mess up with my money mm. and I spend too much or I think, mm. oh, why did I do that? Why did I buy that? And actually, again, there's a freedom in it to know yeah. that, oh, no, it's all right, Lou, he loves you. Yeah, so oh, good. Right. He loves me. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bigger story going mm. on. Mm. But those are some yeah. crazy moments anyway. So good. I remember receiving a call from someone just to say, hey, I've got Mondays off college and I'd really love to just come round to your house and just look after Dylan for you yeah, and just give you a break so nice. for a day. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And I had prayed for help. Yeah. And I think it's not always about it's not always about money, is it? No, it's no, like no, no, what no. God gives you what you need in that season that you're in. Yeah. And for me in that season, I really needed a little bit of headspace. Yeah. And out of the blue, yeah. hey, could I just come and look after yeah, amazing. your child for a day? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it is about you just being really faithful and really obedient. Yeah. with what you have yeah. and, and be really generous with what's in your hand and some people would say it's karma they would yeah. or just coincidence or coincidence sort of or fate yeah. but I just believe like you as a Christian that actually you know God provides I do yeah and he does do the, the miraculous and yeah. he can do the miraculous we just yeah. need to ask for what we, yeah. we need yeah. and I think that's really hard as yeah. well sometimes to ask it is I was talking to a friend yesterday it's really hard and she's a single mum and and she's so independent and she's just like I just wish people would just ask me like am I okay and I was like the thing is we don't because we're all tied up in our own world yeah. doing our own thing and yeah. we forget to yeah. ask are you yeah. okay what do you need yeah. you need to ask for help like and we'll do it if you need to go to Ikea <laughs> and pick up some bits but you can't because you've not got your car at the moment I'll take you to Ikea but I don't necessarily think I'll ask yeah, shall sure. I take you to Ikea yeah. so I think we do need to be good at asking for what we need and yeah. I think as a Christian we are yeah. able to ask God for yeah. what we need yeah. and he will provide it if he sees fit and I think some of that is about understanding that sometimes what we think we need isn't actually what we need so, so you, know, you have to trust in your in your walk that sometimes if you ask for something it doesn't come through it's not like oh that means God doesn't love me anymore or you know that means he doesn't care it's actually that he's got a bigger overview of what's yeah. going on and sometimes, yeah, he gives sure. us, and sometimes he gives us others like you say to mm. help 
fulfill that need as well. And so there's loads of things about community and caring for one another. I think one thing I've learned being a busy mum, I've got three kids and obviously work quite hard and you run a home and you know, you've still got to get the PE kits ready and you've still got to get the make sure everything's <laughs> yeah. ready on a Monday morning. Juice has got football and has got swimming. You know, you've got all these things happening in life. And I think I've learned quite a long time ago to actually to ask for help yeah and it's an integral <laughs> part of surviving yeah. you have to yeah but I, I can't this... do my life without help no I could not and do and this is what I said yesterday I was like I don't know how you've done this because no. I can't do what I do no. without help and people say to me you know in interviews how do you manage it all and I don't know how you yeah. I, I don't no. I do not manage it all. I can't do it on my own. I have to have my family around me, my friends to support me. There's just so much help that goes into me for me to be able to give out what I give. Yeah, it's so important. I think I've got some friends like you that are really independent. And I think, again, I've had to, I have to teach them how to let me help them. Mm. You know, because it's something that we're so, we live in such a self-sufficient kind of society. Well, I'll make sure I'm okay. I can survive. I can do it. I can carry it on my own. You know, I did it my way. And actually, you know, life is much more fun if you're living within that community. So true. Sharing life with one another and being able to, you know, help when one's down and pick Mm. up and snuff them. When you're down, someone else can help you. You know, you're not having to do stuff alone. And I think it's great. It's a really important part of survival, especially in the pace of life that we live because yeah because our rhythm is so fast most of the time and so we need to be able to rely on others Mm. the problem is sometimes people let us down yeah so within the context of that again you can't find all of your hope in other people true you still have to make sure that if they let you down you're not going to like just slam the door on them and never have anything to do with them or you're not going to fall apart yourself yeah well they let me down how dare they actually we've got to recognise that all of us have our moments when we fail Mm. all of us have moments when we let people down Mm. but also we need to take risks and actually let people in and actually care for other people as well so yeah I mean it's an essential part I I couldn't do without it yeah for sure I have this theory about Mm. encouragement because I think I try and teach people to be encouraging because, again, we live in a culture which is not very encouraging. It's always picking holes. It's always like, you know, spot that bit of fat on that person there and, oh, look at their nose there. That's why we've got filters on our Instagram, isn't it? Yeah. Make sure that we look just right. And actually, it's because people are afraid to be themselves and because they get picked on. And I believe, you know, we need to be people who encourage one another. Yeah. And actually, it would change the culture if we do that. Mm. But it has to work both ways. So if I encourage you and then you say, uh, oh, thanks, 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 but but I'm not this, that, really, and you shut that encouragement down, then what it does is it means I won't encourage you again because I'm scared you'll just push me away. Yeah. So we have to be able to give encouragement, but we also have to be able to receive encouragement. Mm, And it's the same with help. We have to be able to give help, but Mm. we also have to be receiving help. Yeah. In order to keep that cycle going. Yeah. So that we are dependent on one another, which is essential and that goes back to finance as well yeah it's that thing of we give we're generous people but yeah. also then we're able to receive when yeah. god gives back yeah in a way and it's hard man it's sometimes yeah. really hard it Absolutely. is because you know it can it can be awkward can't it money is one of those things that can be really awkward it can be but it doesn't have to be season two of eavesdrop is kindly sponsored by mediconf MediConf promote excellence in health education throughout the UK. For more information on MediConf, go to mediconf.org.
www.co.uk. Please find the links in the description box below. So Lou and I, Lou and I, perfect. If only everyone was as perfect as me. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I'm making it sound like I'm all together. Now I've got it totally sorted. I, I am perfect. Yes. <laughs> That's me. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Never shout on my kids. Never lose the plot when we can't find our shoes in the morning and we need to be out the door or blah, blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about losing the plot with our kids. Oh, yeah. I fully lost the plot with my kids over the summer holidays. Did you? It was so bad. I feel so terrible about it, but I think uh, I should share. Yeah, Because it will should. help people to think that I am actually a normal person that gets it wrong all the time. I was laying in bed. I was actually doing some podcast things upstairs in my room. Yeah. And I love working from my bed, actually. I work from my bed quite a lot. <laughs> and the kids had come in and they said, we want breakfast. So I was like, cool. You, how about, Dylan, if you go down, Dylan, my son is 10, Nika, my daughter is 6, you go down, make the breakfast. You can totally do that. And I'll be down... Give me 10 minutes, I just need to get this done. Yeah. She's like, cool. So, a normal plea from a mother. Normal. Yeah. So off they go downstairs to make their breakfast. And then we have one rule in our house, which is we don't eat in the lounge, just because the carpet's quite new and I want to keep it that way. So we don't eat in the lounge, especially not breakfast, especially not cereal with no milk. milk. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Lou is now covering her face. So I hear the breakfast happening from upstairs. Yeah. yeah. And then I hear the lounge door opening. So I know full well they headed straight into the lounge to watch the television and eat their breakfast. Watch eat, we call that in our family. Can we watch eat, Mum? Watch eat. Yeah, that's what they were trying to, trying to do. Yeah. That's what they were doing. Yeah. And then I heard a, oh, no! <laughs> yeah. At that point, because I thought, hang on, rewind. I thought to myself, okay, so they're eating in the lounge. Let's see how this pans out. That thought flashed through that was my very gracious mind. Of you. Yeah, nice of you. But then I heard, oh no. Yeah. And I went down and there was milk all over the carpet. The literal worst. <laughs> I lost the plot so badly. They were both crying. I was shouting. <laughs> one was on timeout downstairs, one was on the timeout step upstairs. It was just carnage. I just thought, oh my goodness, like, how does it go from zero to 100? I don't know. I remember once when. Jesse, he was young and he basically got a sharpie in the night and drew a pirate face on Jude. My precious, young, perfect looking boy had a pirate face in sharpie. I lost the plot at him and my throat hurt after shouting so hard at him. And then I had to take a step back and go, why are you so cross? I mean, you know, ultimately it's quite funny. And I've learned that sun cream is a really good thing to get off sharpie because, you know, Jude a full-on face. So, ladies, men, Sharpie, sun cream. Sun cream, cream remover. Yeah. Sun cream but is a Sharpie. I went absolutely mental at him. Oh, and then you sit back the worst, and you go, oh, I've really, really failed here as a parent. Yeah. I should just have laughed. Why did I not laugh? I know. Because at the time... No, it's not funny. It's not a laughing matter. No, it was my perfect two-year-old baby face laying there with a barret around it. The patch and everything. He'd done a patch. I was like, I can't believe you did that. But I feel like I actually handled it quite well in the end because I did say to them, what can we all learn from this? We're all crying by this point. You yeah, know? Yeah. What can we all learn yeah. from this? And the, I was like, well, I can learn not to lose the plot. That's yeah. not very fair. Yeah. Like, you guys were really just eating your breakfast in the lounge. Yeah. 
but also you can learn that if you if you don't listen to what mummy says, yeah. mummy's gonna lose the plot. <laughs> Mother knows best. It's like from that. Oh man, it is. Um, yeah, it's not easy. Is no, it? it's not easy. Key key things in life of parenting is you have to learn to laugh and you have to learn to say sorry. Yeah, those two things oh, are essential. Yeah. Yeah. In and life. I have to say sorry a lot. Oh to yeah, my children. that's what I mean. Sure. I have to say sorry to my kids all the time. I'm really sorry. I behave. Yeah, yeah. Please, can you forgive me? But old school mentality, like my parents, sorry, mum, dad, if you're listening, I don't think they would have seen it that way. Like, the adult is the ultimate and the adult yeah. knows best. The adult doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. So, there was no apology. No, never. It was just, you do what I say. And I think yeah. in this society, and this, the way that we're parenting now, and the yeah. way it's going, it's a bit more like we recognise the need for yeah. apology. Yeah, and I mean, I guess for me, it's just, an, again, another way of, like, we have a kind of thing, treat other people how you want to be treated. True. And so, right. in a sense, if I want to, if I want my kids to treat each other with respect, I want them to treat each other with kindness, I want them to be able to say sorry and forgive each other, which is required, you know, because we all mess up. We all lose the blot at some point. We yeah. all make mistakes. We all let people down, even though we're all wonderful. Um, you know, we have to learn how to deal with those things so that it doesn't become harboured. Like my my parents' generation and stuff, and my mum's, I think my mum's dad and his sister didn't talk for months just because of one thing that neither of them could say sorry on. And it's like, and that just makes such a massive thing in their lives, yeah. and separation and division and yeah. pain, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and you don't actually have to live with that. You just have, no. to, you have to swallow your pride and say sorry. One word, is pride. Yeah. And so I'm trying to teach the kids actually we all fail yeah and actually sorry is a really important part of your language not because you're kind of in this place of like oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and kind of being squashed as a person but I think in order to not um, get weighed down with bitterness not to get weighed down with anger and letting things feud and which is so easy to do yeah especially yeah. if you're on the right man saying sorry when you're on the right is really hard that is really tough and yet sometimes you still need to do that mm. and actually in order to move forwards you yeah. need to do that yeah. and so I'm trying to teach the kids mum just totally messed up there I don't even know why I jumped from there to there I'm really sorry that I said that I'm really sorry that I behaved that way I'm yeah. sorry that you know I was I didn't speak to you kinder or I made the wrong assumption you know sometimes we assume things about our kids because that's how I would have behaved and they're not behaving like that at all yeah don't know wow. if you do that yeah no fully so um things like that you know you're just trying to again change it so that there's a different kind of attitude yeah. towards yourself and towards others yeah it's really really good and that's that kind of living free isn't it yeah, yeah. you know it's just not taking it to bed with you it's just like yeah. sorting it in the moment yeah. living free from baggage so that actually when you say to your kids which I did do a while ago I said what's the worst thing you remember about me like what oh, did that, <laughs> that I've done to you know that I've done and they couldn't remember anything Aww. and I was like actually that's probably because I've apologised we've yeah. forgiven and we've moved on yeah and it's really important because I think we can misunderstand people quite a lot mm. we can often think the worst of people I don't know if you ever have it you know the conversations that are going on in your head oh the scenarios are playing out right yeah. now and I think we've just got 
got to get to that point where actually we're going to put those things to silence and actually yeah. find out what the truth is behind things, have conversations with people yeah, and actually be really, really quick to say sorry mm. if you've got anything to be sorry about. Mm. It's interesting because I was watching something with Ella the other day on telly and the mum and the daughter had gone to bed really cross with one another and something happened as a result of it. And I made some quip to Ella and I said, oh, that's like me and you, isn't it? Kind of thing, just playful. And she was like, no, mummy. And I said, why is that? And she said, because you would, we, we would never go to bed cross. We always have to resolve it. That's and you know so when you're sweet. like, oh, something's actually got in. Yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah. But it's really important. Yeah, you know, Because I've lived with families where these feuds are, are going on for months. And yeah. I just, it's just... It doesn't help anybody. No, no, actually. no. It just makes life drama. It's, yeah. You know, imagine if we tried to live our lives as drama-free as possible. I'm not sure if that would be very fun, though, would it? <laughs> <laughs> we, we do need a bit of drama. No, I know watch what you mean. it on the telly. That's true, that's true. Take just it in our own lives, it would yes. be so great. Yeah. That's what I feel like. I'd, I'd love to just live a life that is just drama-free. Yeah. Like, not... I think there was a point in my life a lot of things happened that yeah. were very dramatic yeah. and then you're sort of waiting for the next drama to happen yeah. and it's like this roller coaster of drama and it's yeah. horrible yeah. it's horrible to live like that yeah. changing the subject now we are part of a whatsapp group for we are. singer songwriters we are. where sometimes you can go to your phone and have 85 notifications um, you can <laughs> go girl it's amazing how important uh-huh. do you think it is for women and ladies to be championing and supporting each other again I think it's essential because I think you know everybody's basically insecure you have two choices to either kind of just defend yourself and build yourself up yeah and and it'd be about you but actually there's something very rewarding and wonderful that as you begin to actually build other people up Mm. again you actually see it just brings life yeah so if you begin to kind of spiral and say it's all about me it's all about me actually it begins to be very small minded and mm. can actually choke itself really but if you if you think about actually encouraging other people like I'm talking about but it's an active thing sometimes you might not even feel like encouraging someone because they might be doing something that you really wish you were doing and then actually then at that point you've got to choose to step into going actually even though this is really hard and I'd quite like to be doing that gig or I'd quite like to be doing that thing I'm actually going to cheer you on because it's your thing yeah. and so I think again it's about then supporting one another and building each other up and it actually brings freedom to you it really does doesn't it yeah because you're you're suddenly finding joy in other people's success and yeah. that is a really healthy place to be yeah. in and also I think you know I believe that everybody has a lane to run in and so often what we do is we look at everyone else's lane and we think oh I want to run in their lane because their lane looks like it's much faster or it's much slower or it looks much better or it's got nicer fruit or it's got it's greener or it's got this that or the other and actually that if it's not your lane you don't actually want to be running in it because you'll get tired that's not the right kind of food for you it's not that you know you're not wearing the right shoes for that lane it's like so good for you in your lane and so by cheering other people on again it releases you Mm. from that feeling of but what about me and I want that and I want this actually by going oh I'm so happy that that's happened to you yeah it can actually trigger something in you that actually sets you free yeah so freedom can come by cheering one another on Mm. and again it's not just about you finding freedom they feel supported they feel loved they Mm. feel cared for and it's really important to know that again you're part of a bigger picture yeah and a big 
bigger thing that's yeah. happening, a bigger purpose. So when yeah, someone else amazing. wins, yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy about that. I really wanted you to win. I'm really yeah. excited for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. And there's not that feeling of, oh, but what about me? Or, oh, mm. I wish, you know, it's none of that. Because actually you're like, I'm so glad you're doing so well. Yeah. I'm cheering you on. It's yeah. really great. Yeah, and you are yeah. so that encourager in the group. It's so, <laughs> so great. I feel like I'm quite silent in the group. Well, there's she's got so her notifications many... off, actually. I've just found out. So that's actually a bit naughty. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, there's so much here, I don't even know where to start in terms of responding. So um, I think it's really important because, again, the world says, you know, look out for number one. No one else is going to care for you. And actually, with moments like this, you're actually going, actually, it's not just about me. We're going to love one another. Yeah. And again, there's a bit in the Bible that talks about preferring one another and yeah. yourselves. And so I think, particularly as a creative, but probably in most walks of life, having that thing of dreaming big for yourself which we all want to do we all want big things yeah. don't we but actually preferring other people over yourself mm-hmm. and man it, it's not always easy and it can hurt sometimes it can be quite painful sometimes mm-hmm. but it's an active thing that we have to step into it doesn't yep. just happen you know the girls on the whatsapp group it doesn't just happen people actively step into encouraging one another and thinking about one another and mm-hmm. stepping out of their own world yeah part of the deal with that is to be able to be real and so again we the culture that we're in sometimes we hide a lot there might be things that you're carrying maybe you're living in some sort of shame maybe there's fears that you're carrying maybe there's stuff going on in your life that no one else knows either personally or is being done to you whatever it might be and actually by being part of a community it doesn't have to be really doesn't have to be 85 girls it could be smaller than that you can share some of these deep things and actually again feel like you're not alone in them yes and it's so important yeah because the way that we are kind of uh, tooled nowadays with how we interact with one another which I love I love Facebook I love Instagram I love all of that you know we were saying we haven't seen each other for a while but we feel like we've been hanging out all the time yes we're watching each other and we're cheering each other on Mm. we're excited one another so there's lots of great things about it Mm. but if all anyone else sees and all you ever put up on there is this kind of one part of who you are there's all this other stuff going on underneath Mm. actually you're the one that misses out yeah and so by cheering each other on by caring for one another by being friends it means that, that you're not alone yeah and yeah. it's really important part so of important life. and I think in our industry you know being singer-songwriter you're an artist yeah. on your own and you might hire a band to work with you for a gig or two or whatever yeah. but at the end of the day you're on your own promoting your yeah. brand or whatever yeah, 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 of what yeah. you do so I think having a group yeah scenario is really helpful and yeah. I think what you're saying there is that honesty is the key it's massive to be honest with where you're at finding your tribe finding your people yeah. that you can be really honest with yeah. and say do you know what? I'm having a really hard day and that's not loads of people like within our whatsapp group for instance there's loads of us on it right <laughs> and there's certain things that we can share and then there might be that you'll only share other things that are more in depth or more intimate that actually there might be two girls on that whatsapp group that you yeah. trust yeah and you think actually they're my tribe yeah on a deeper level yeah and so I'm gonna build relationship with them so mm. I have a I have a group of girls that 
I'm intentional with mm. building friendship with and we spend time together and we hang out and and they're the people that I trust with a certain depth of my life. Sure. But then I also have a home that's filled with people and I have people in and out and you can be real, you can be honest, but you're not going to share absolutely everything with them. Yeah, yeah so it's, so it's knowing, the layers yeah, it's the knowing who you can trust yeah. at what level. Yeah, really but good. important. Yeah. yeah. You know, none of us want to be alone. And no. yet it's the way that a lot of people can live. Mm. Even if you're married, even if you're surrounded by people, loneliness you can still, can still feel lonely. Feel Absolutely. So true. Before you go, can you quickly just tell us what's next for you? Okay. I'm just recording a new album, <laughs> January the 15th. Amazing! I know, really okay. exciting. 2019, new album out. Excited about the songs, excited about what God's got with them. Again, you've got to dream big, but keep it real. I've still got to do the pack lunches, still got to get up every morning, even when you get home at one, two in the morning. But, you know, I'm excited. I love speaking, so I've got some speaking things coming up, Brilliant. that sort of thing. So, Brilliant. yeah. Can you just tell us your website? Yeah, loufellingham.com. Cool, and I'll make sure I'll put that in the description box below and all your social media links will be there as well so people can find out more about you they can follow you make sure you do follow Lou she is an absolutely incredible woman she is an encourager and she has really challenged and inspired me today I hope she's done the same for you and make sure you get in touch let us know what you thought of this episode thank you so much Lou oh thank you for having me on the podcast we cover a range of sensitive topics and perspectives some of the points raised in this episode you may strongly agree with or strongly disagree with. I want to know who you are and what you think. Last season we had so many downloads, but we don't know who you are. I want to get to know you. I really want to hear your thoughts and continue the conversation. And that's why I've created a brand new Facebook group. You can find the link to the group in the podcast description, or you can search for Lily Joe Presents Eavesdrop on Facebook joining the group we would like you to fill out a very short questionnaire and in return you will be entered into our competition for a chance to win some lily joe merchandise plus a day in the studio with us as we record season three of eavesdrop the winner will be announced on friday the 22nd of march so don't miss out on this opportunity to connect in this way i am so excited to get to know you i will see you in the group Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilyjoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. See you next time. Throughout 2019 and 2020, I will be touring high schools across the UK and Europe with my Let's Talk About Mental Health interactive and fun workshop. 
75% of those with a mental health condition start developing it before the age of 18. That's why I believe it's so important to let young people know what to do if they are struggling with a mental health condition and how to maintain good mental health. If you would like me to lead this workshop at your school, please do get in touch, email us, admin at thelilyjoeproject.com or why not check out our schools pack which is www.thelilyjoeproject.com forward slash schools. We can't wait to meet you. Are you feeling stuck? Do you need a little help to get your life back on track? Do you have big dreams but don't know where to start? Why not book a session with me where we can explore together your dreams and turn them into a reality? I offer life coaching to individuals through my unstoppable life coaching business. Why not find a link in the description box below and book today? And don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for an extra 10% off. Are you looking for an interactive workshop on how to overcome low self-esteem for your next festival, youth event or schools workshop? Why not book me, Lily Jo, to lead my brand new I Am Worthy workshop where I teach best practices on how to overcome low self-esteem. This workshop is not just for girls, but it's for your guys as well. Find a link in the description box below to book today and don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for 10% off.